2: to rule the roost podcast um, can't really be bothered to do this anymore
3: uh, can you Raj no I'm, I've given up for the season I told you that a few weeks ago yeah
2: um, should we record anything today or should we just call it a day now no
3: Well, there's a cup final next weekend isn't there well if you ask West Ham fans there will be
2: there is indeed way sounding the banter klaxon mate I like that from the off A That's like the Chris Caboose noise, isn't it? I don't know. Um, Yeah, hello. I'm The Trunk. I'm joined as ever by Raji Baines. Hello, hello. Tottenham Hotspur Football Club supporters. And any West Ham supporters. I just did a little burp there. Um,
3: I did one last week, so we're even now.
2: Hey, nice one. I haven't done a poo today, so I might have to disappear off and do one. But uh, Game of Thrones, have you watched it yet this week,
3: mate? I have indeed, yeah. What did you make of it?
2: Yeah, it's, it's it's not bad. Um, obviously, the the series has sort of got off to a flying start, and it's it's finding its quieter patches now. It's kind of doing the whole like, let's do some storyline, bit less drama, a bit more storyline at the moment. I, I'm, I I wouldn't ever call anything in Game of Thrones filler because it's very very well written, but in context of the show, bit of a filler episode, I thought. Um,
3: yeah, I agree, but I I really liked some of it. Um... I think whenever Peter Dinklage is on, he's he's amazing. I, I love watching him act. And um, some of the other stuff was good as well. Uh, the, the scene with Natalie Dormer and the little kid in the bedroom was, was um, interesting too.
2: The least you could have done is give him a bit of a hand shandy, isn't it? Like, that's what I was thinking. No.
3: I thought something was going to go down. Um, but it was, it, was, it, was, it, it was very well played.
2: What about Littlefinger's accent? Like, what's the deal with that? Is it Irish? Is it weird? Is it paedophile? I don't know. Like, Do paedophiles have an accent? I don't think they do.
3: It, um, it does. It's, it's a bit um, Russell Crowe, isn't it? It doesn't seem to have one distinct area that it's, no. that
2: it's at. <laughs> so, hello, Tracy. I am here to protect you from your mother. Well, not your mother. The Queen. She wants you dead. You just think, what what the fuck are you doing, mate? What are you on about? Like, Go back to The Wire and be that shit mare. But, um, yeah, watch The Wire, have you?
3: Uh, no, I'm getting round to it.
2: Too big and grown up for you, mate. You wouldn't understand it. Complex. It's got
3: an, eight, it's got an 18 certificate on some of the series, so I'm not quite old enough to watch it. <laughs>
2: um, so, yeah, we've spoken about crap TV. I suppose we should talk about Tottenham Hotspur. Getting a you know, a good win. We Although we always seem to convince ourselves that Stoker's a hard place to go and... You know, we never get a result up there. We 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 actually seem to beat them all the time. Um, but I was happy to because I think they are the devil and
3: I hate them. <laughs> um, Stoke is a hard place to go. It's quite uh, it's, uh, it's a it's it's myth really. It's it hasn't really come into fruition um, the past couple of seasons. I think the first year they came up, I think their home record was all right. But after there and after people learned how they played, it wasn't as hard a place to go. I think for for someone like us who have traditionally struggled at these places. Bolton. Uh, yeah, Bolton's Bolton. the one that always sticks up for me. I remember that Ivan Campo scoring from 50-odd oh, yards or whatever.
2: That big mushroom fucking bastard. He just I mean, he... like a mushroom. It's not like a slur of any other kind of a... <laughs> In fact, he had big, stupid, top-heavy hair. He
3: was, he was even older than you by the time he scored that goal as well, which was... Even... Surely not. Yeah. But um, yeah, it was. I think that's that's the thing that we're more worried about: the fact that it's one of these more rough northern teams, the ones that we traditionally think we struggle against. But um, but then
2: sort as well. They would say, "We're not now. Then we're the Midlands."
3: Right. I don't even know where Stoke is. To be honest, it's like it's
2: near you know, Wolverhampton, Birmingham, around between Birmingham and Manchester.
3: Yeah, it's. Uh, I don't really care. It's, it's near Alton Towers, isn't it? I think that's probably yeah. the closest I've ever come to going to Stoke. Is when I've, whenever I've been to Alton Towers. Um, and that's about it. But uh, as far as the games concerned, um, I will a take a win there. Um, it was scrappy. It wasn't, you know, convincing. But it rarely has been this season, has it?
2: No, it was. Uh... <laughs> It wasn't really a game of much note to be honest. Danny Rose's goal was well taken, it was a great header. Um, Adebayor's footwork before in the sort of the build up to it to create the opportunity was absolutely fantastic, and it's again showing you what Adebayor brings to the fold. Um, outside of just scoring goals, he actually you know he does work very hard, and it's something we always used to say at the very kind of top end of the season when quite a few naysayers were laying into or I, I think your exact words were, he runs the channels very well. Um, and then you kind of made a joke about having to explain to someone that moans why a striker doesn't score goals, that running the channels is actually really quite good as well. But anyway, um, I, uh, one thing I did want to highlight, though, was the rather sort of uh, unsavoury scenes with Danny Rose. Um, you know, the it was pretty disgraceful behaviour from him um kind of getting fouled twice um meaning that the other person got booked legitimately twice leading to a red card for Ryan Shawcross I mean it's really disgusting behavior from Danny Rose that I don't know if you'd agree I can't agree. believe
3: he had he had the cheek to to be fouled in that sort of situation it's uh it's appalling really away from home to to you know be honest and be fouled when somebody attacks you like that but um by the way. I think he had a bit of a rollercoaster, didn't he, Danny Rose, with the goal and then being taken off and what have you. It was a bit of a, an eventful afternoon for him.
2: No, I mean, you could see the crowd started to get to him. You know, he, he had that thing where he, he ran about 10, 15 yards up the pitch and shoved, I think it was Jeff Cameron in the chest, which sparked a lot of, oh, Danny Rose should have been sent off for that talk. Um I mean, have seen some people say it's violent conduct. Others say, oh yeah, it's just a bit of argy-bargy. I mean... Uh, the argument that stands to me is if if he just shoved Jeff Cameron and Jeff Cameron had gone down holding his face, Danny Rose probably would have been sent off. Um, and he wasn't purely for the fact that Jeff Cameron didn't really act like a, a wuss. But it, for me, it wasn't a red card. Um, but it was probably the right decision to, to get him off the pitch because the crowd really were getting on at him. <laughs> Saw a few people say on Twitter that they'd seen Stoke fans do monkey gestures in the crowd and all that kind of thing, which wouldn't surprise me. Um, but there were
3: reports seen... of hissing, weren't there?
2: Yeah, I think. Well, people actually, uh, yeah, like Windy, um, he's, he said he got hissed at when he was outside the ground. Which, given I, I went to uni in in uh, Stoke, I went to Staffordshire to. Staffordshire Union, I kind of know what a certain demographic of the Stokey fans are like, um, and they are particularly unpleasant, so it doesn't surprise me at all.
3: You you completed higher education?
2: I did, I did. I did travel and tourism. (laughs) Uh, I did, yeah. It's it's as far as it's got me in life. Um, But, uh, yeah, so we won. Um, Danny Rose got taken off, and... Another well, three points. A- but it's still St. Totteringham's day today. You know that, by the way. I should probably mention that at the start of the show. We got,
3: we got trolled a bit last night. Some Arsenal fans had done some really hard work in finding a tweet we'd sent. Well, I say we, it was probably me who'd sent in some sort of drunken state about um, half a year uh, ago. And when
2: you say probably you, it was you. It was definitely yeah.
3: <laughs> It was definitely me, yeah. but quite a few of them got onto it. I mean, at least they're enjoying themselves.
2: I know, no, I, I find it all quite funny. Like at the moment, that I, I'm getting one <laughs> relentlessly retweeted that I actually put out on purpose to fish for morons, which was a um, picture of Tim Sherwood in his Blackburn kit lifting the Premier League trophy. And I've just written on there, uh, Tim Sherwood has what <laughs> Arsene Wenger will never have a Premier League winner's medal. <laughs> And so they're all giving me all the, he's got three, you fucking mug. But they don't get that I know that and I'm just trolling them. But anyway, um, let's go on to our next humiliation, which is West Ham. And we're speaking with a, a, a very close and personal friend of yours, aren't we today, Raj?
3: Um, yeah, he's an acquaintance.
2: A Close and personal friend. If
3: you say so.
2: That's what you told me before, and you're like, "Don't make fun of him. Don't call him a racist. Don't call him a you know other bad things that we call West Ham fans."
3: Well, no, we we tried our hardest to find a non-UKIP supporting person that wouldn't deny the Holocaust to us live on air, and I think we've we've filled that criteria quite well. But other than that, I mean, there's not much more we can do.
2: Should we talk to him? Probably. Go on, then. Let's do it. roll chicken noise. That's a fine intro, anyway. For for Mr. Sam Dis of the Sabotage Times. Hello, Sam. How are you doing, mate? Hello. How's it going? Yeah, not bad. Thanks. As uh, as Raji was saying, um, i have had a bit of, had a bit of trouble finding a West Ham fan that doesn't have a Union Jack as his profile picture or a mention of UKIP or the BNP in his bio. But oh yeah, no, I save those all for Facebook. So yeah, <laughs> um, Raji's in the BNP, So don't
3: worry That's about stupid. it, mate. You're... They love us. They
2: love us. But... What do you mean by us, mate? We're on rocky ground here. You need to clarify.
3: Us, uh, coloured folk. Okay, let's move
2: on. Um, <clears throat> so, before before you sort of lay into the fact you've 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 dicked us a few times this season, Sam. Yeah. Let's uh, let's 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 talk about your season in general. How how are you finding? Are you first of all? Are you fat, Sam? Out
1: hashtag. Oh, 100% I am hashtag Fat Sam out. He's a, 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 an unbearable bellend at the best of times. <laughs> I like that.
2: Is, uh, is that because he, he feels like he should be managing Real Madrid? Do you think he could manage Real Madrid, first of all?
1: Um, you know what? I, it's, it's, I think it's like Pepe Mel. I think he said that um, Andy Carroll would completely fuck up like La Liga and probably Big Sam's tactics. Like They wouldn't even know what to do with him. But like the fact is that three-quarter of the Premier League Know how to play against him, so it's kind of fucked when he's actually in the situation he's in. England's Latin. Ugh, oh, yeah. That, you, that, that's not.
2: you, you, you love a bit of Andy Carroll, don't you, Raj?
3: Yeah, it's uh, it's how I play football. That not very well.
1: Really, like a bouncer.
3: Yeah, well, I'm I'm a rugby player, so the the more physical contact I can get in, the better. I've got
1: to say, I do like I do like
2: the. Uh, the occasional pictures that make their way onto social media of uh, of Andy Carroll just girding his nuts off at various different festivals and things like that, usually with a different bird on his arm, just with like eyes like saucers. And you kind of think, there's that pre-season training, Andy. Good, good to see you. He's sticking at it for the for the paymaster, mate. Nicely done. Oh
1: yeah, I've I've seen him in uh, various Essex night spots uh, dancing on tables. Um, I remember I was outside one, sorry, just to tell a quick story to hijack your podcast. Go for it. Uh, I, was, I was queuing outside one and uh, him and Leroy Lita walked to the front of the queue and we were all a bit like, oh, what's going on? And uh, they let Leroy Lita in and not Andy Carroll, which was great. <laughs> I was well happy with that.
2: It might be because like the bouncer had signed Leroy Lita in football manager a few years ago and he'd scored him loads of goals or something. Yeah, Maybe. Um, yeah, anyway, so your your <laughs> your your season... Yeah, So you want a fat Sam out. Um, I mean, for for a start, do you, th- do you think you should be doing better than
1: you are at the moment? Um, yeah, I'd say so. I mean, you look around at the other clubs that are there and we have got like a decent squad. I mean, we're better than Cardiff. And you look at the other teams that are around us and I'd say we're about where we should be. Like, I reckon we're sort of like the 11th or 12th best team in the league. I think that I'm not going to get above my station. I'm happy with that. I'm I'm fine with being the top of the bottom. But... <laughs> It's, it's just the way that we're playing. It looks like the players just don't give a fuck, basically. That seems like to be the best way to well, uh, sum it up.
2: I mean, if we just sort of you know, have, a, have a look at a few of your players. Um, Diame's a lad that was linked with quite a few of the, the so-called bigger boys, uh, um, including ourselves, of course, yeah, given that we're a vastly uh, superior club to you. Um, <laughs> uh, but what's happened to him this year? He doesn't seem to have kicked on at all.
1: I think for for about the last season and a half, he's he's definitely been up there with like one of our best players. But uh, for some reason, uh, Big Sam had it, and he said that oh, because he can do stepovers every now and again. I'm just going to stick him out wide, and then since they've gone, oh fuck, that doesn't actually work. Um, they've tried to move him back into the middle, and he's just not been the same player. And he he always kind of had that sort of air of like a Yaya Toure light about him, where he would be like, I'm just going to get the ball and run. And because he, he's like a he's a physical specimen, but now it's just like I don't know. It just hasn't got anything about him now. It looks like he's just had all the life taken out of him. I actually feel quite sorry for him.
2: And what about um what's his name? That other that other horrible lad, Um Mark oh, Noble. That's the oh. one, Mark Noble.
1: Yeah, I, I fucking love Mark Noble. Like
2: he's I, like your, he's like your hero, though,
1: isn't he? He's 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 like West Ham's boy. Oh yeah, he is. He is West Ham. Like I think he's been there. He's our longest-serving player by like a a very very like big margin, but there's just there's just something about him that he's just he's just very, very dependable. He's like a less he's like a, he's like, he's like a less good Scott Parker, and I think and that is a compliment. And um, I don't know, You're I, sure I about that. <laughs> I mean, well, um, he also like, I, I quite like it because you can say to if people moan they go like all the all the statos on Twitter, uh, you can just be like, well, he has one of the best pass completion rates in the league. He's got one of the best uh, penalty conversion rates in the, in Europe. And uh, also, there was one time over Paso's Park in Dagenham where I see him hanging out at the back of a, a car. I didn't know uh, what ab- you were going to say then. Absolutely so, fucked. Yeah, I, w- I wondered what I was going to say as well. Absolutely fucked and shouting at, like Sunday morning, like driving past our pitch as we were playing Sunday League. And it was fucking brilliant. He was like a cult hero after that. <laughs> um I mean, you've got a, got a couple of other lads I wanted to ask about. Like Stuart Downing. He's
2: he's got two assists this year. So, it's, yeah, I believe it's two more than two more than last year,
1: isn't it? Yeah, I mean, considering he's only there to get assists. I, I mean, it's how much? It's just 15,
2: been... fifteen million pounds, isn't
1: it? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, d- I really don't know about like. <laughs> Yeah, that, that's, he's, he's just exasperating. He's, he's one of those players where you think, you look at him and you think on paper, you're like, oh yeah, no, he could be all right, actually. And then you just think, oh no, no, that's Adam Johnson I'm thinking of. And then he just does nothing. Like, does nothing. Like, he contributes nothing, except sort of like negatively every now and again. He tried to pass it out from the back against Arsenal and they completely fucked us. Is
2: it, is it you that has that random love of Adam Johnson, Raj? I can't remember.
3: No, Adam Johnson's a poor man's iron robin and if we're talking about poor men's versions he was quite right in comparing him to scott parker but i've always called mark noble a poundland footballer yeah you've said
1: that a few times i've always taken ambridge with it
3: yeah i I really dislike him he's just so basic in every way he's just he's he's a proper he's he's the type that the traditional english football person would love and um you know, right. It probably just probably set, yeah, that, that's why West Ham from are probably like well, so if, you've won the West, yeah. won the World Cup. It's when you sold
2: Frankie Lampard, wasn't it? Kind of Noble stepped in and everyone's like, oh, I saw right, we got Noble, he's like our new Lampard. but it didn't really well, happen, th- did it? I think between that we had Carrick, who admittedly was considerably better. But, Carrick's um, a brilliant footballer. Well,
1: was yeah, but. yeah I mean not, not so much now. He's become sort of like a running joke of just sort of Dependability and sort of like oh, I'm going to get six out of ten for every game for the rest of my career. <laughs> um, what about Joey Cole?
2: Is he still continuing to exist? Yeah, is he? No, what's he doing?
1: i uh, some fucking bullshit about. He, he's like, oh, I'm going to leave at the end of the season because I want to find first team football. Like he's going to find first team football anywhere in the Premier League. He's overweight. He has no turn of pace, and like even he like. Joe Cole, you'd be like, well, I mean, he's got like a bit of skill about him, but that was all coached out of him by Mourinho. So, he ain't even got that now. It's, rid- it's ridiculous. I said I said the other day on Twitter, I'm pretty sure the only thing that's keeping him at West Ham is the fact that there's a pie shop over the road from the <laughs> stadium.
2: Um, a mate of mine who uh, used to know someone that apparently coached Joe Cole, you know, a mate of mine that knew a bloke that knew a bloke. Oh, so yeah, that that was, like, well, said Joe Cole, like naturally, was such a talented footballer. But oh, yeah. his, his problem is that he's just thick as shit, like genuinely just c- completely thick. That If you try and kind of give him any sort of tactical instruction or if you try and coach him in any way at all, mm. he, it was just lost on him. But um, one of my anecdotes about Joe Cole was uh, I bumped into him when he was at Chelsea. I bumped into him in uh, the, the Kingston upon Thames Odeon Cinema. And uh, I, was, I was really quite pissed. I was about, I think it's about nineteen twenty, really pissed. And he was there with some random girl, loads of sweets and popcorn, as, as you'd imagine, it kind of explains the state he's in now. Um, and I just said to him, hey, R. Joe, we'll have you on the left at Spurs if you want. And he just said, no, nah, mate, and walked off. And that's, my, that's my Joe Cole
1: story. It's quite good, isn't it? That's a bit like when I see um, I see Paul Koncheski in Romford once and uh, me and all my mates shouted out, Wanka And he just went, cheers. It was, it was actually quite sad when I think about it. Because when I was afterwards, you were like, we're a bit mean then, weren't we? Really? I mean, I was about 13 and he's a bit of a cunt, so I don't really care. He, he looks a bit weird. He looks like, he, he looks like a thumb or like, more like a little finger. I think. He looks like he should be a Bond villain to me. Like he's got <laughs> sort of like that, that bald head and blue eye look. He's horrible. I don't like him. Um but yes we, um, yeah, we've
3: on, um, we're telling footballer stories there's the uh, there's the lad the youth team player at, um at liverpool um what's his name now uh, andre wisdom who went oh, to we, school yeah. about school about 5 minutes away from our he's a proper northern lad if you ever see him tweet on twitter it's it's not in english it's some sort of yorkshire patois blend that he's he's picked up <laughs> Um, it's, it's amazing. If you you want to try and decode that, you can rewrite Da Vinci Code and try and work out what he's saying. Because I, I ain't got a clue. It takes you five minutes to work out what he said. But he um he, he were uh, around in Leeds not long ago. Apparently, he left his his wallet somewhere, and he just rang up the next day and um, and asked them if they could cancel all his cards for him because he didn't know how to do it himself. And Jesus. it was just like no. Yeah, that's quite scary. Football. Yeah, these, these people earn more money than we ever will in our life in a week.
2: Yeah, you don't know about me, man. I'm a, I'm a high roller. I earn loads. I don't. I really don't. <laughs> Please, anyone. We should set up one of those Kickstarter accounts and get people to fund the podcast. I yeah. don't think they would, would they, Raj? No. But then because no. when, when you start bringing in, like, financiers and they start feeling like they have a say in what we, in what we do and what we say, and I'm not with that, yo. I just want to keep it like real, yeah.
3: I'll I'll sell out the podcast for a good five or a week. I reckon
2: you fucking would as well,
3: wouldn't you? Yeah, I'd five, I'd say, I'd say good,
1: I want. Five a week's pretty good. I can I can't think of much that a guaranteed sort of like set amount a week. I, I'd pretty much do anything for that. You can that's, quote me on that. That's that's anything five. I'm not fucking mental, but like a set a set amount of money. I mean, if it's just just for a podcast, I'd, I'd do whatever. Would you like? Sorry know. to belittle your medium.
2: No, that's. <laughs> well, how about Ogone? Oh, you can you can belittle our club now if you want because you have you've, yeah, quite rightly say so, you've dicked us a couple of times this year. Do
1: you want to go? Yeah, into uh... it? Do you want to go into it? Go on, Sam. Do it. <laughs> Sorry, mate. Um, it's been like the highlight of our season by obviously a a, <laughs> a, a fair old way, but um, it, it feels like. I almost kind of wish it didn't happen because if it didn't happen, Sam Elias would have fucked off a long time ago. Like he's been sort of like coasting on the goodwill earned by like fucking over Tottenham. So that's what he'll do. He'll play, he'll play terribly and then he'll be like, oh yeah, shit, well we beat Tottenham and then we'll just play terribly again. It's a bit like um, when he was sort of like, it, it sort of peaked with uh, losing 5-0 to Nottingham Forest in the FA Cup. Which I'm pretty sure nothing will ever get worse than.
2: So it, and, would would you say like playing against Spurs is is it is it West Ham's biggest rivalry? or Is it still Millwall? It's still Millwall, but Millwall are a bit shit, so we don't get playing that often. So I don't really count it. Because it, w- one thing that irritates me about this fixture is you get a lot of Spurs fans that will do the whole. Oh, I don't really care about West Ham. Whereas to me, I don't, I don't know, maybe it's product like of living in London or at least kind of remembering when Spurs were actually kind of not very good. Um, sorry to say, insinuate that you're not very good or anything, Sam, but know. Right. Um, it's still, you know, I, I don't know, it, just, it used to irritate me back in the day when Arsenal would just be like, I don't really care about the Tottenham game, to be honest, because Tottenham aren't anything on us. And now the fact that Arsenal actually pay us attention now lets you know that, you know, we, we are catching up on them. But it's still for me, like playing against West Ham is a big game and, you know, seeing, seeing a you smash us three nil at White Hart Lane is was horrible. It was oh, yeah, really, really right. horrible. It Obviously was not for fun. you, but yeah, it was brilliant. It, I don't know. It was disgusting. But um, one of the key protagonists of that, the three nil, was uh, Mister um, Ravel Ravel Ravel. I don't know whatever Morrison. Yeah, um,
3: Ravel sounds like one of the people I get a kebab from in Bradford on oh, I don't know what you're on about. <laughs> Bradford Road in Leeds, one of the best kebabs in the road. Ravel, that's, that's, it's Ravel, isn't it?
2: What do you get on your ke- kebab, Raj, just quickly?
3: Um, no, salad and sauce on the side, special mixed kebab. Salad? Uh, enan, salad and sauce on the side, so they wrap it up separately. I'm not fucking about when I go in. They know that I'm a man who knows his kebabs. Would well, you have
2: like Dona um, or sheesh? Or- mixed
3: kebab, everything in there. Chicken, um, mix, lumps of beef the skewered stuff, everything, just lob it in together. Um, and then you kind of, you decide what you want when you get home and then you like wrap it in together. And then what I tend to do is, cause I'm slightly OCD is I'll, I'll put it all together and then I'll wrap it up and then I'll cut it down the center so that I've got like a sandwich style portion and then I can eat it. I'm like, Mate, I don't think like I've ever
2: heard you this excited when we're talking. Like, like, <laughs>
3: Kebabs are genuinely my favourite thing in the world.
2: Why don't you? Just we... have, why don't you just have a kebab podcast instead of a Spurs podcast? Because I'm a I'm a vegetarian, mate. So that, that's that's no good. You have to talk about falafels and shit like that. No one wants oh, to hear that. that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know I mean? No one wants to hear all that. That's that's the idea gone already. Sam. That's it.
3: We've probably got some... Well, well, we'll ranch,
2: me, me and you, kebab podcast, fine. Sorted. Yeah. Done. Done. you could you could do like a little beer review the lot of it could be proper proper ladderific get the lab bible to sponsor it oh. if if the lab bible aren't interested maybe the sport bible or someone else like that i don't know Good. Do yes,
3: jack, so. jack if you take this as my one episode uh notice of uh of leaving and then we'll 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 start the uh what should we call it uh kebabal on
1: Donna i chips do. That's what I'm going to call it. I'm I'm I'm, I'm sticking to that. That's, that's that's my deal breaker. There's a, there's a kebab shop up the road from me called
2: Kebaby, which is quite good. I'm quite like, uh, uh, It's quite good. That's a bit weird. Oh, there's also um in in not far away there's McDonald's as well, <laughs> which is quite a good one. Um, but yeah, I don't know how we've gotten to this, but so so yeah, Ravel Morrison, yes. what what's what's actually happening? Kevin Nolan, Sam Allardyce tried to bully him into. Getting a new agent or something, and
1: he... yeah, I mean, without uh, like, because to be honest, obviously, I don't know the, the ins and outs. Just say allegedly, and you can say Alleg- you want. allegedly. I imagine this whole thing is in sort of like air quotes. Um <laughs> I don't. Yeah, appa- apparently, what happened was is that um, Sam Aldice, being the dodgy fucker that he is, was like, "Oh yeah, th- um, this is my Sam Aldice voice." Oh yeah, just come and sign for my agent, like And then Ravel was just like, "No, nah, fuck that." And so then uh, Kevin Allen was giving him digs in uh in training until he fucked off, basically. I think that's it. I don't and want then, to fuck uh, about with Ravel Morrison. He's a bit of a bit of a bad man, isn't he? No, not really. Like from what I heard, is that he's really changed his life around. Like he he he's got like a mortgage, obviously that's just money, but like he's he's <laughs> like I know, it doesn't, it doesn't really count. Like I still count the mortgage as like a thing, but when you're a footballer, it's not really a thing, is it? Um, but he's actually like tried to sort his life out. Like I've I've heard that from of, like various different sources. I'm not claiming to be in the know, but yeah, I've heard he's tried. I've, I've heard he's tried to sort himself out. He's got like a steady bird and that. And like to hear Sam Elias coming out, especially before all this come out, saying things like, "Oh no, I've just had enough of his attitude." And it's a bit like because for a while he was our best player. Like he was fucking wicked. Like people were like, "Oh, he's on the plane," and all that. And there was, a def- there was a definite marked difference between Harry was before Christmas and after Christmas. So I don't know if he was off the Christmas card list or what, but yeah, he was <laughs> fucked after that. Did, like, watch- watching did, him play against Nottingham Forest was one of the most depressing things I've ever seen. Would you... I mean, do you rate the lad? Is, is, is he actually a serious talent? That, that oh, the wider without, media without seems doubt, to out. Got, He's got all the ingredients to be, like, fucking really, really good. But it might, it might be an attitude thing. It might be a sort of like finding his position or finding a team that can accommodate him. Like, I don't think he's a, like a like a, a central midfielder. I think he has to sort of sit in that hole. And obviously, he can't sit in that hole because that's where Kevin Nolan likes to sit. Do you know what I mean? And I'm not sure he's good for much else. I think he's the man who needs to be sort of like in that number 10 and creating things. And if we've got the plaster in there, we can't have to...
3: Would you take a punt on him, Rog? No, because he reminds me of the English version of Adult Tarrant. Because he'll play. Yeah, that's, if... very,
1: that's a very good shout, actually.
3: Yeah, and he he, he plays when he can be asked. I mean, he did that thing at QPR. I know you made him sound like an evangelicist when you just, like went on about it. And then didn't he didn't whip out a fag the other week on the QPR training on the on the bench when he got taken off, just as like a strange protest. He didn't start really? smoking or anything. Yeah, he just, he, there's a photo of him. He just gets out of, uh, I don't even know what it is, probably like a Lambert and Butler or somebody from Manchester. Just held it there in his hand, waiting for full time because he got taken off. He didn't like, it would have been a proper protest had he just like actually got out of Bifter and like whipped it out on the bench. That would have been amusing, but he just held this unlit cigarette in his hand for the rest of the half which is it's
2: just strange. I haven't that's, seen a cigarette on a touch Do you ever remember? You're probably a bit too young for this, actually. Christ, I'm sounding like an old man. But Hector Cooper, the old, uh, the old Inter Milan, when he was boss of Inter Milan, he just used oh, to yeah. fucking whip out a fag and have one on the touch slide. That would always be quite good. He's a proper old manager, that's, that's Hector Cooper. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so Robert Morrison, good player.
1: Um, good garage. player for end. I feel a bit sorry for him for how he's treated. That's... My synopsis could play a bit of Bellingham, but quite a few of them are, aren't they? Which is the um, problem?
2: Yeah. I mean, what, what have your main weaknesses been? Been this, year, Sam. Like, where are Spurs gonna gonna
1: get you? Um, I think that um, we've struggled a little bit uh, central defensively. Um, I think, especially, this it, will be like you'll, you'll probably laugh at this because I know that Tottenham moan about having weak centre defenders, and uh, uh, we've got we've really missed James Collins like a lot. It's actually quite it's actually quite embarrassing how much we've missed a decrepit old ginger man. <laughs> but yeah like n- not having him there not having him and Winston Reed as like a solid settled uh, central pairing. He, he's a decent player Winston Reed, isn't he? Oh Winston Reed's Winston Reid's much too good for West Ham. A very like, good if, I was, if I was Tottenham I'd take a punt on him because you could get him for like 3-4 million and he's better than like fucking Dawson and whoever you got. Mm. Yeah. Dawson, he's a nice man. He does, he does look like a nice man, but he does have like the turning circle of a continent. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, I mean, so what is mainly defence? I'd, I'd say mainly defence and the fact that we can't score as well. So there, there's, that, there's that brilliant combination of not being able to kick goals out or score them. But between, I think we're all right, apart from the fact that we play Matt Taylor, is ostensibly a, a winger. In the midfield, like in the central pairing. Yes, uh, he, he's probably due his annual seventy-six-yard goal, isn't he, that he? Yeah, he's not done. He's not done that for a while. I'm not even sure his legs can kick it that far anymore. He looks quite old.
2: He always used to pop up when I uh, did old oh, Matty Telly to see who could always rely on him for it. Back that that got him the whole like he's got a left foot. Maybe he could play for
1: England type thing, and everyone was just like, "Nah, go home, you are drunk." Um, he's good at volleys, to be fair. I'm not sure if that qualifies as being good for England maybe we could just like chip them up like Jamie Redknapp used to I don't think the bar's that high to play for
2: England anyway really is it yeah
3: do maybe not
2: <laughs> and uh, what, what do you do particularly
1: well um not a lot I mean like the only thing <laughs> that we do do well is uh, yeah not a lot it's just that it, it's, it'll be one of those things where if your defence uh, has it that they're sort of like they back off Andy Carroll he he will like run riot over sort of like timid centre offs. It's just that if, if we got a, if, if our midfielders feel like latching onto any of them, then I think that we could have a bit of joy. But apart from that, I mean we've been so poor. Like the, one of the, one of the things about Andy Carroll is that he's really good at jumping in a straight line to sort of win the ball from a goal kick. But his positioning from crosses is fucking rubbish. Like really bad. Like the amount he actually gets on. I I'd love to see it is it is one for the Twitter statos. Like, how many crosses does he actually get ahead on? Because it's like fucking none. It's like none of them. It's mental. I thought you were actually going to give it to us then. but... Oh yeah, no, I've not
2: done that much research, mate. Sorry, mate. No, Neither do I. Like, we're supposed to be hosting this thing, and we just kind of press record on the on the on a microphone and just talk shit. Right? Let the magic happen. Yeah, do you know what I mean. We're, we're we're talk
3: about kebabs for five minutes.
2: That's it. Exactly. Um, have we got any decent list of questions, Raj?
3: Um, I'm just having a gander now. That aren't um,
2: just, you know, do you vote BMP?
3: That's obviously a yes. We can answer that. Exactly. For you.
2: Well, we, <laughs> we uh, I, I make fun of the listeners for doing that, but I actually made a gag of that elk at the very top of the show. So <laughs> there we go.
3: Um, when they complete the treble overage, will they have liquor or gravy on his praying mash?
1: Oh, that's... gravy, definitely. That that liquor stuff. Like I know it's probably sacrilege. But liquor makes me feel a little bit sick. Just like the consistency of it, it's a bit jizzy. Yeah,
3: I, I'm gonna sound like a um, an ignorant Northern area, but liquor isn't booze. What I'm thinking of it, what, what oh no, nah.
1: it's like I don't like. I wish I wish I'd actually because I actually see this question come in because I was scanning them, thinking they're all gonna be like,
3: oh you scumbag West Ham
1: fucker. But um, that was my Tottenham and voice, by the way. Um, but yeah, I'm not actually sure what it is. It's just like it's just it's just a sauce that you have with pie mash. But yeah, gravy definitely.
0: 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com/work. shopify.com/work. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com.
3: Is gravy, gravy the same as well, that like brown stuff that we get up here? That's made of gold down here, mate. I, I, I genuinely, after reading liquor, I thought he meant, "Are you going to have to pour like bows on it, super tenants on your pie and mash?" I didn't know what you did down there. What it? we it's, gonna, it's, it's weird
1: because me pie. In, in America as well, gravy—it's like a kind of, it's almost like white sauce with lumps of
2: turkey in it. Yeah,
3: they
1: it's have a, KFC and stuff, don't they? Yeah, really
2: weird. It's that sounds it
3: horrific and great at the same time.
2: It, there is something quite good about it, but they they have this dish they call it biscuits and gravy. But it it like what they call biscuits are what we would call scones. Basically, they're a bit lighter and a bit lighter oh, and fluffier. But you know, or
1: scones should we say? I was going to uh, say scones. Yeah, scones. Um, if
3: they'd make biscuits and gravy for me dinner, I'd tell them to fuck off without knowing what you are. You would <laughs> You'd be like, oh,
2: that sounds reet mint. That does.
3: No, it's not reet, It's reet. You, Where do you think come from? You always say mint, though, don't you? No, that's more scouse is mint. I say, I don't say that. Um, but, you know, <laughs> digestives with some gravy on top, it just sounds a bit wrong.
2: Um, that was from at Alan Landeroo as well. Lovely man, as well. I met Alan a few times. Good lad. Um, so, we've got one from Woody at Yiddingtons. He says, Are West Ham fans excited by the probability? Sherwood being available in a few weeks.
1: Oh, I'd fucking love that. Genuinely. I think he'd be wicked at West Ham. Are you actually being serious? I'm being serious, yeah. I think he's done an actually... I think he's done a good job at Tottenham. I think he gets a lot of stick because he strikes me as just sort of like a normal bloke and Spurs fans kind of want this hat, like this fucking long-haired continental type that's going to be all like, oh, we play on the floor and all this bollocks. But it's like sometimes without sort of getting into he's, his platitudes of like, oh, we've got pride and we tried really hard are bollocks, obviously. But he's he does get results. And I think that he's he gets a lot of undue stick just for the fact that he wears a Gilo and Did you also, see uh, our old
3: manager, Sam? Did you what's see that, our mate? old manager? Did you see what our old manager looked like?
1: Andre villas Boas, yeah, he was a fucking yeah. dreamboat.
3: <laughs> we we we've essentially gone from having Miranda Kerr as our manager to Jade Goody. I was it's gonna say Miranda
1: whatever her face was from the BBC sitcom, but I can't remember what her surname was. It would have been Hart, funny, but Miranda Hart, yeah. Those aren't two you're gonna get mistaken in a in a
3: hurry. Yeah, and Sherwood's funnier than Miranda Hart.
1: Oh yeah, no, that's that's yeah, that's fair. Unintentional. Getting bottled funnier than Miranda Hart.
3: I mean just to just
2: to go on two point, I mean, we we probably do give him a lot of stick, but you can't help but get the feeling, Sam, that he, he's doing what he's doing because our squad's just really strong, and that anyone could really be doing what he's doing. I mean, like people, people I mean, make like, out like
1: what what Moyes did at Man United. Like they're physically impossible to get them lower than seventh with the squad that they had. Yeah. I, I feel like that. I, I think I hate I hate resting on stats because so often they don't tell the story in football. But it's like the amount of goals that you were scoring under Avb and shots. Increased sort of like exponentially as soon as Sherwood took over. So I think that that's that's no coincidence. Do you know what I mean? He, he feels like a positive manager, and there are so few of those about now. There's, there's just there's,
2: as well. There's like there's choice things about his attitude and his conduct on the on the touchline. You know, there's there's been sort of various reports of when he's when he's been there in the dugout and fans have been shouting stuff that he's been you know. Going up and like giving it to people in the crowd and stuff. Which there's a part of you at, on a sort of human level that you think like, yeah, fair enough. If someone's going to start shouting stuff out of the crowd, then they deserve to get it back. You know, people hide behind this anonymity of the crowd and yeah. all that kind of stuff. But then at the same time, you got to think, well, you know. It's your manager, like if someone's shouting out Sherwood, you're a you know, you're a cunt or something from the thing, you've just got to let that go. I mean, there's this, there's, there's obviously, don't get me it's wrong, this, there's exceptions, you know, if you've got someone shouting racism from, yeah. from the crowd, something, yeah, you know, they deserve to be singled out and they deserve to be kind of rightly <laughs> reviled for that. But you know, your standard kind of abuse that you get at football, not to you know, sort of condone abuse of any sort, but. <sighs> you just you just think you got to get over that mate and like him getting all pissy with Jorge Jesus when we played Benfica and chucking the ball at Sanya when we
1: played Arsenal That kind yeah, of stuff it's,
2: it just it's all a bit much you know
1: it's a bit silly but i guess like the way the way you got to look at it is like people excuse young players for being petulant and doing shit like that i suppose you have got to kind of have a little bit of that with young managers as well because this I know. I know he's won league titles, and he was a professional footballer for a considerable amount of time at a lot of top teams and Tottenham. And um, uh, sorry, mate. <laughs> and but like, I feel like he does need to be cut some slack. He's in the. He's in. The, he, he took over when Spurs were. I mean, like you weren't doing that badly, but there was just sort of like a negative energy around the club, and he kind of did turn that around a little bit. And it no, seems to be only recent. Is it worse now? Yeah, a lot of it has gone to gone to hell. To be honest. Oh really? Oh, I forget everything that I said. But we, we, <laughs> West Ham will have Sherwood. It's fine if, if we do a, if we do a straight swap. You can still play about it by or at front if you want Sam Allardyce.
2: Um, don't know about that. Oh, that's, that's a tough one actually, Raj, because we've we've been kind of making a joke over the past few weeks that we'd have anyone but but Sherwood, and you know, we've been sort of naming people like Alan Pardew and curbishly and so on and so forth. But I don't think Sam Allardyce has actually been on that list. So Raji Baines. Sam
1: Allardyce or Tim Sherwood?
3: Allardyce, I'd have him any day.
1: Oh fuck off, you're wrong. You're mental.
3: That's that's, that's
1: that's that's not true. You can't you can't truly believe that.
3: I can. Um That's because a big ball. He's he I don't think he'd fit in a Gila to start with. Um I don't think he would last long. I just wanna see I wanna be in a boardroom meeting between Allardyce and um and Levy as well. When Allardyce walks in with his list of players to Daniel Levy, and I I wanna buy uh Lionel Messi. I'm at a big club now.
2: Dear D- I dear. Levy just looks at him. Dear I dear I dear. Um this ah oh I can't I don't even want to think about that to be honest. That's like it's like you know, is it I I can't remember, someone's choice. Who is it?
3: Sophie. Sophie's
2: choice. I'm trying to like make a highbrow culture reference. I don't even know her name. So there we go. Let's just stick to what I know. What, what did she have to pick between? I don't know. It's, I think it's just it's more like a, a
1: saying, isn't it?
3: No, it's, it's like, an actual thing. Didn't she have to pick between her kids or something like that? Oh,
1: Christ. Can you fill us in, it's getting, bit, it's getting a bit dark. I don't know. This is way too highbrow for me. I thought it was going to come in and talk about football, not kebabs and Sophie's Choice. No, she
3: did. She she picked between her kids. I think it's like a war film where like the Nazis tell her she's she's going to kill her son or her daughter, and she has to pick. I don't yeah. know how they got two hours out of that because I would have just picked my favorite kid and got on with it. But I don't know. I
2: let them both go and then live a life. It's so the magic it's, of Hollywood. Live a quiet life again. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so. We'll, uh, we've got time for another question, I think, here. We've got one from Jazz15C, at Jazz15C. Where do they, so he's talking about you there, Sam, where do Mm. they genuinely think they
1: should be finishing in the league? I think that if West Ham finished, like, 10th, I'd consider that, like, a DVD purchase season. I'd buy the 2013, (laughs) 2014, or whatever. What year are we in? 14, 15, or 13, 14. 13, 14. 13, 14. 14. I, know, I don't even know what year it is. Yeah, but I'd, if if we finish tenth for this season, I'd consider the DVD purchase probably torrent it. But it's I I like. There's a lot of West Ham fans. Also, that sounded weird. Then when I made like two stuttering noises. Um, there's a lot of West Ham fans that sort of like get caught up in sort of like the West Ham way and thinking that we're really, really good when really we're just sort of like an average team. And I'm quite happy to be that average team because we always have that sort of like that time of the season when we beat Spurs or we play well against Man United, Chelsea, which is better than like fucking Fulham, though. Are you alright? Did one of you just put, like pass out? No, I just
2: spilled my I just spilt my fucking beer, which I'm, I was I was trying to I was trying to disguise, but I'm pretty livid about. That serves you right for drinking that fancy foreign map.
1: <laughs> Soul as well. Uh, and I should be should be ashamed of myself. Oh yeah. Um but yeah, 10th. If 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 we come 10th, I'd be fucking chuffed. Tenth. Proper chuffed.
2: So we'll we'll go on to the game itself. How are you how are you gonna line up, mate? How do you expect yourself to who's gonna play and in what position formation? You know, the usual, the actual football talk.
1: Oh, uh, they're probably the same way that we've been lining up all season because our variation is either we have Andy Cole up front. Andy Cole? Andy Carroll or Colton Cole up front, if only we had Andy Cole. he just... probably
2: outperformed the two of them, wouldn't
1: he? Cool. <laughs> yeah, well, Andrew, he is outstanding. Andrew Cole, you have to he gets very angry if you call him Andy Cole, doesn't he? He does get very angry, yeah. Um, But yeah, we'll probably just play 4-4-1, four, four, same as we usually do. He's, we could we try and trick ourselves that we play like 4-3-3, when really it's not like that at all. It's just two banks of four with Kevin Nolan standing about, hands on hips, getting ready to lump someone and get sent off. But I d- yeah, I don't know, it's Yeah, that's it, I guess. It's just two banks of four with one geezer standing about and another bigger geezer standing about in front of him. That's West Ham, really, in a nutshell. Are you uh, are you are you looking forward to the match, Raj?
3: Um, not necessarily. No, I've, <laughs> I don't really look forward to any matches this season, to be honest, because I've no idea how they're going to go, how we're going to perform, or what's really going to happen, especially these ones, because West Ham seem to have our number this season. Whenever we've played them,
1: um, mm.
3: both times have been horrendous for different reasons, but we've we still managed to lose. I think we actually went ahead in one of them uh, and still managed to, to lose, which was wasn't fun at all. Um, yeah. So I've I've got. Zero confidence, although we've got... We, we have performed quite well away there in recent years. We've had some fairly good memories there. I remember the Staltery years obviously stand out. Uh, last year's bail goal was great as well, so we, we've we not... Oh,
1: that, that was killer, that. That was like one of the last games I went to at West Ham. That was just too much for me. that <laughs> that do it? That finish you off? Oh, mate, yeah, that was me done. I, I, I washed my hands of it that day. That's just too much. I miss him. Now
2: he's playing... What's he, what's he fucking left us for anyway? What's he, he's just playing oh, no. some shit game tonight, isn't he?
3: Champions yeah. League final is what he's going to be playing in.
2: Oh, no, he's moron. Why did he leave? He could be playing in this tomorrow. <laughs> tomorrow. Well, tomorrow. I don't know why I've said tomorrow. We're recording on a Tuesday, but, you know, whatever. Um, oh, dear God. I hate thinking about that. It's hard. But what's the score going to be anyway, Sam?
1: nil-nil i'd take nil-nil fucking i'd own. be well happy with that really yeah we just need anything that will just sort of like redress the slide i think we're sort of like one point away from guaranteed safety so just like fucking anything i'd take 10 men on standing on the goal line mate oh, I, 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 I think you're the dickers well. i i i'm gonna say 2-1 west 2-1 like, west ham you reckon yeah I don't, see I, I genuinely don't know where the goals are going to come from well,
3: what usually happens is yeah. uh, a Tottenham defender passes it to you in a position which you possibly cannot miss from.
1: You played about a striker last time and beat us 3-0, so, you know. Oh, yeah, we did. We had Diame up front as the false nine, didn't we? Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that was um, Aladice's words. That's when he started calling himself Aladici and stuff. And I thought, oh, no, fuck that cunt. He's just dead to me. As soon as he started doing that and he genuinely... Because like, he was just sort of like, oh, well, we didn't buy it, a striker. So we'll just stick Diame up front, I guess. It and because was... it, it worked, he was so fucking smug about it, it made me sick.
2: I think, like, Madiba Maiga, he scored his one goal this season against us, hasn't he, as well?
1: <laughs> yeah, that's
2: got to hurt. That was funny, to be fair. Yeah, but my mate who supports Newcastle actually said we deserve to, to just not exist anymore as a football club having conceded a goal to, to him. So, there we go. He's he's pretty useless, isn't
1: he? Oh, yeah, no, he's the worst. <laughs> Just the worst? The worst. Like, I can think of very few players that are less effective than Madiba Maiga. Do you, do you reckon we're going to lose, Raj?
3: I'd go for a score draw, personally. I think that would suit us right. I can't see us keeping a clean sheet um, after doing so against Stoke. Uh, I reckon West Ham will fancy it. Just because they've, they've got to win this one just to try and placate everyone, I'd imagine, with it being yeah. a cup final for the fans, hanging around afterwards, waiting to see if they've retained the trophy or not. And um, for us, I mean, I think we'll score just because West Ham can't defend either. So it's going to be like watching two drunks fighting outside a pub at two in the morning. I mean,
2: hopefully, because given that West Ham are pretty much safe and Spurs have. Genuinely got fucked.
3: No, West Ham are still in danger. West Ham are still in danger. Oh yeah, no, we <laughs> are.
1: Jesus we, Christ! Oh. We had a really good February, and then we kind of just like, took our hands off the wheel a bit and was like, "Oh yeah, it's fine." And Allardyce put his fat feet up, and now <laughs> we're in, now it's we're like in. everything of his is fat. Everything uh, is fat. Yeah. Uh, well, not everything. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not sure of the details of Samo life, but uh, he. Oh God!
3: He's
1: got a <laughs> Oh great! No, I'll never unsee that. But um. <laughs> Yeah, it's just like, I think we've lost four or five on the bounce after winning four on the trot. That's oh, not man thing. I'm
2: having a look now. You, you're safe. 32 points is Norwich and you're on 37. You're fine.
1: You're not getting down. I, 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 I genuinely wouldn't put it past us because there's always one team that are right down there that are going to come way up. And if we get dragged into it, I should be like, well, see it coming. I could see Villa going down, actually. I could as well because I'd, I'd quite like West Ham to cherry pick that Villa squad.
2: But Villa, Villa t- strike me as the type of team because they've always got a decent academy that they could sort of actually maybe even benefit from getting relegated. Yeah, maybe. Don't know. Newcastle seem to, but um, you know, there you go. Who, they have...
3: Who's who's in this decent Villa academy that you're on about?
2: Don't know. Who's exactly? Who, is that? who, who bought, was that? They've... They they always had that Lee Hendry. There you go. He was alright right, wasn't they? He, He's gone bankrupt. <laughs> and he's,
3: he's he's been bankrupt more times than I've had birthdays.
2: McGraw, but he he didn't come through their academy, and he was like, but he was the original Ledley King, wouldn't he?
3: Yeah, only with more of an alcohol problem as well, um, which just made his playing more fascinating.
2: Ledley King's alcohol problem was that he was a complete lightweight, so
3: he got pissed once and got arrested once, which was (laughs) a great record.
2: (laughs) Um, Yeah, we, we won't take any more of your time, Sam. Thank you very much for joining us this evening, mate. You've been very good value. Yeah, cheers for having me, mate. No, that's all right. As, um, what 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 you will be hearing, listeners, is um, obviously the the one that's had all the like racial slurs and you know everything else cut out because Sam is a West Ham fan, of course, after all. So you know, that's
3: what happened. Is I introduced myself and I went, "Oh, it's Raj. and He went, "Is that Rav?" And I went, "No, Raj. and He went, oh, oh, "What was that, Ahmed?" No, Raj. And it, then I just started booming
1: for like about a minute, yeah. and then. But then you went and did a "We are all monkeys"
2: selfie. Um,
1: as it's worked for Luis Suarez. Oh yeah, it's, like, it's, it's just like everyone's forgot. Do you, do you do you think that he's really sitting there being like, "Yeah, got away with that one"?
2: Well, this is what I was talking about at work day. Like, we we were sort of speculating: is it that he's really really arrogant and kind of just thinks, "Yeah, I can do this now because I'm I'm doing well and people aren't going to question me"? Is it that he's just really stupid and just? Like, he has no self-awareness. Or was that a big fuck you to everyone? Who knows? But, I don't know. Whatever it was, it was a fucking joke. An absolute fucking joke. But, you know, there we go. Anyway, goodbye, Sam. Thank you very much, mate. See ya. Bye. So, yeah, uh I, I, I don't know why these little sections always start with so. I think that's a really bad, awkward tick that I've got. Have you noticed that?
3: I think it's because we're having a normal conversation beforehand and then I inadvertently just shout that now we're recording and uh, you have to kind of dive back into it. I think we probably need some sort of more formal way of doing it.
2: Perhaps, yeah. Um, When we say normal conversation, it was actually us talking about Chris Ramsey in derogatory terms, wasn't it? So, well, I was. I I wouldn't ever do that on air because I'm not allowed to. am I? Am I? No. No. Okay. Okay. we're going to sign Frank de Boer and we're going to win the league. Do you think we're going to sign Frank de Boer?
3: He's had some very strange quotes. I mean, there was one... Today big, where, big,
2: big kissy faces today, mate, to us.
3: Well, <laughs> at the same time, there's there's one that um, I've seen reported several times um, where there's several stages of the quote where he obviously says there's been an approach several weeks ago he wanted to wait until the end of the season to speak to us. And then um, he was going to um sit down and listen to what we had to say and then in the next breath he says um but I have no intention of leaving Ajax I just want to see what they have to say and it's like it, it brought to mind like if if you've ever seen one of those sitcoms where somebody's accused of cheating and like they've got work emails N- no it was, it was just a work email I swear it was there's nothing going on there's it, it, nothing happening it's just it's so obvious that he's kind of Cover all bases, make everyone happy at the same time.
2: Yeah, of course. I mean, he's not going to come out and say, "Yeah, if uh, Spurs make me a decent offer, then I'm going to fuck off." Is he like, you know, he? It's I don't know. Read between the lines, mate. Come he's on. He's giving
3: he's giving everyone reach arounds at the same time because I mean, he's been saying things like uh, Tottenham are a sleeping giant, just like Liverpool and yeah, you know, and Newcastle. So. He's just had a quick look at the table to see who who's there. Um, to, we can compare us to. Um, would you?
2: I mean, like we t- we talk about the whole Gooner thing, but it would be it would be quite nice to have Dennis Burkamp in tow as well, wouldn't it? Just to just to fuck off the Gooners, really. It'd
3: be quite amusing. I think they'd they'd. Um, I don't think they'd be best pleased with the um with the appointment. Um, it'd be interesting to see what the, the Tottenham um reception for him is. I'm I'm fairly ambivalent towards him in all honesty because he's he's. Although they hold him in high high regard, he's he's not one of those players that embody Arsenal in that he, he ran around, you know, kissing the shirt and saying things against Tottenham. He's, he's always just been that guy who played football and was scared of planes to me, rather than the Arsenal player. He's never really. I don't. You know, in the same way that Henri and Jungberg and Perez, that same generation, you kind of you hold them in the their names can you do a little bit of sick in your mouth I don't know
2: Burkamp's in that for me to be honest mate but he he he's just one of those players that like by virtue of the fact he was so fucking good you you almost can't bring yourself to hate him per se like even with Thierry Henry I find it really hard to say I hate Thierry Henry because he was just such a great player I don't know Perez I hated Lundberg like, I couldn't stand like but I
1: don't
3: know. Why are we talking about them? We don't we, know. They talking think, we're talking
2: about. We're talking about Frank de Um, Would you? I mean, in in terms of his playing style, um, at bankrupt Spurs, he's 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 a nice lad. But he was talking about. Um, I think he watches a bit of Ajax. I don't know how much you watch them, Raj Baines. But he's he's particularly looking forward to the prospect of us bringing in Frank de But however, his his words of warning were. That for those who didn't like how Avb played football, they're not going to be particularly fond of Frank de Boer because it's it's essentially a, a similar format that he employs, which is high tempo pressing, ball retention, work out premium opportunities for goal scoring.
3: Well, yeah, that's the that essentially is the blueprint for most modern successful football. Um, what's sold to us and what's advertised as the Tottenham way this. Bombastic, flowing football where defence is an afterthought, and all we want to do is score goals and score a seven or eight. It doesn't matter if the other opposition scores six. It doesn't really occur too much um, in successful circles, anyway. If you if you think about the the best teams who've won things in the past year, if you do, even if you kind of redact the previous Champions League winning sides, they're all based on solid foundations and defences rather than. Bombastic attacks. Well, which, his,
2: his, a fantastic example: Chelsea against Liverpool this weekend.
3: Yeah, I mean that that wasn't. There's a lot of people reaching for soundbites who wanted to call it a parking the bus, and they've been negative, and all they've done is put four banks of um, two banks of four across the back and and whatnot, but what it was was exactly the same as what they did against City, and just a a measure of of how you can control a game by allowing the other team to do exactly what you want to do, and that sort of tactical management and and, uh, situational management, which Mourinho is really big on, what he'll do is, um, which I've been reading about recently, is apparently in training what he'll do is he'll take sessions where he'll train them, and tell them, this is how we're going to play if the score goes to this. So if you take, for example, that, do you remember the PSG game they played recently, Yeah. where they were, they had to score two goals? He, he planned that in such a way that he planned how the team would set up and play if they were 0-0, how the team would set up and play if they were 1-0 up, if they were 1-0 down. He had all those set up. So when you remember back to how the game panned out and they actually finished the game with all four strikers on or something silly like that where they were literally playing an almost hail mary type formation that seemed like a desperation moved in the in the, in the last 80 minute in past the 80 minutes because he wanted to win but he'd actually trained for that and he'd done the situ- tra- situational training where he would said to him you've got 10 minutes to score a goal in this formation if this is 1-0 this is what we're going to go for so they'd already worked it out and it worked perfectly and that sort of meticulousness is what is is rife across the successful clubs and it's not particularly attractive on some time sometimes it's 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 perceived to be boring there's still people that think that Guardiola's Barcelona were boring you can't always please everyone so uh, I don't think it's necessarily marries into the way in which football is now that you're going to have to be all out attacking and still winning that manner. I mean look at Liverpool now they're not going to win the league because their defense wasn't good enough and that's the main reason why. I mean Steven Gerrard slipping over might just be the the funniest thing that has happened in a very long time and <laughs> something I will I will never tire of seeing played especially over after again. he said a
2: couple of weeks before we can't let this fucking slip now.
3: Yeah, I mean it was it, it was. It couldn't have been timed any better. It was, it was one of those footballing narratives that you just can't help but uh, be entertained by. But essentially, if you boil it down, even though that Rodgers has done a good job there, and Liverpool have played good attacking football, albeit spearheaded by a horrible racist, they've um, the, the defense hasn't been good enough. And if they had their defense been half as good as Chelsea's had been, they would probably be. Far and away, they'd had the league sewn up by now.
2: I think, you know, they're, they're going to finish in the top three. I'm pretty much sure it's it's guaranteed that they'll be in the top three. That That's a fantastic season for them, though. That is a fantastic season, and you, you can't take that away from them. But they're going to struggle next year, I think, Liverpool.
3: Yeah, I think Manchester United should be exponentially better. Um You'd imagine, um You'd hope
2: Spurs will be a bit better next season. You'd hope uh,
3: that we were better, um, and then there's always one that creeps up and and plays better. The um, probably. Yeah, if Pochettino uh, remains at Southampton and they keep the core of their players, uh, Lallana, uh, Rodriguez will be fit again. Uh, Lambert and, and Ward, Prowse, and that's, that's a very everyone. big.
2: That's a very big if.
3: They'll, yeah, it's, it's an if if they'll if they'll stay, stay at the club or not. But uh, I imagine they'll all be getting better so it's i mean i think i read that this premier league season is the closest from first to 20th in terms of points since 98 99 which speaks volumes for how competitive it's been this year and we can still actually finish if we we were to win our remaining games we can still finish equal to the points tally we did last year but we'll be finishing two places lower maybe than we did last year which just shows how much of a swing there's been and what not between the, the better clubs how how they've taken getting better and, and taken advantage of that compared to where we've let us slip really so it's it's a shame um, as we've been saying every week but um, it's, it's, it's just a way of wanting to build now I, I think to bring it back to the bar even though we've managed to go completely around the houses um, I think He's 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 one of many managers that that share a similar sort of philosophy, and it's their their own identifications and have uh, and variations on top of that 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 makes them their own man. But um, the similar sort of of solid bases and things are, is is what modern football is now, and and that's what that's what we're going to have to adopt if we want to be be a uh, serious outfit on field.
2: Well, there you have it. Stop being so fucking miserable Tottenham fans. The Tottenham way doesn't exist. It doesn't. It just doesn't. My whole life, people have spoken about this Tottenham way. And they've always said the Tottenham way is this, the Tottenham way is that. It just, it hasn't done. All throughout the 90s, we've been dross. And for most of this decade, we've been dross. And, you know, I hate to say it, the best kind of swashbuckling football we've probably experienced is under Harry Redknapp. But then as as we've discussed before you can see there's only so far that that gets you it bottomed out and you know we're we're back where we started so who who cares let's uh let's hope for a bay i th- i think what what brings it down most is we're used to not being in the champions league and we're used to not really winning anything i think what really has soured this season is the fact we've just performed so poorly against the likes of chelsea the likes of arsenal city anyone we haven't really given any of the big boys a fright we haven't really actually played that well at all all season and really smashed anyone that we shouldn't really be expected to um, and it, we've just kind of rolled over and taken it this year too often and it's 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 not been pleasant to watch but you know, hey ho we've still got another weekend of that at West Ham to go but uh, the usual, usual dross going on the website this week mate uh, Sorry, lads. I, no, I, I don't mean joss. I, I, I'm I am joking when I say that. It is good material.
3: Yeah, I'd imagine so. Yeah. Um, so
2: there we go. Go to SpursStatman.com to read all of that, the editorial content. Lads work very hard on it, and it is good. I don't mean to say dross. That is just very flippant of me. Um, it's very hypocritical coming from me as well, who is a gobshite. Uh, <laughs> um, you can listen to all the previous episodes of all the rest on spurstatman as well as on our iTunes site on Buzzsprout. You can follow the boss man JP, at spurstatman That's on Twitter, for anyone that's not acquainted with the... Uh, the 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 webs the internets and you can follow me and raj at rtrssm. um listen to us talk next week perhaps yeah come on you spurs
3: just before we end i actually oh, here we go i, I no, you remember last week we spoke about the uh the porn version of game of thrones
2: Oh, yeah, I remember it vividly. I haven't actually watched. Have you watched it yet? No, I I, I
3: tried to find a free version, and I couldn't, um, which was um, disappointing. But I I found myself trying to find material for us uh, earlier this week, Googling true detective porn. Nobody's done one yet. So if if you're in the industry and um, you're looking for a a unique selling point, find yourself a Woody Harrelson and, and Matthew McConaughey Type play, uh, you know, porn equivalent, and uh, get cracking as it were. You can have some, have somebody dressed as a spaghetti monster, and have, have them chase somebody through woods, and uh, even uh, even better, I will write the script for the porn version of True Detective, and you just have to f- source the f- source the uh, actors and talent, and uh, and uh, Jack will be the fluffer and we'll get the this show on the road.
2: I think it's hard, no pun intended, um, <laughs> given it there's so few female characters in True Detective.
3: Oh, well, it's a bit of all... a
2: misogynist's paradise, isn't it, really?
3: Yeah. Um, well, Woody Harrelson has his wicked way with several people uh, he, throughout the series. He does. A, yeah, he does,
2: actually. He does. Um
3: it is very poorly. Now you mention it, the, the female characters are all very weak.
2: It would be quite good to see uh, maybe the next series be a bit more, you know, female, t- female orientated. Maybe just,
3: just thinking about yeah. um, um, what you could call them, like uh, Rust Cole. You could call like Rusty Paul, <laughs> um, regular dude, regular dong.
2: I quite like Reggie Ledong. That's pretty good.
3: <laughs> what's um, what's Marty? You can't really come up with Marty. What's his second name? I don't even remember it. You know, it's been that long. Well, what what we'll do is we'll uh, we'll come up with a treatment for this, and uh, we'll we'll try and sell it, and uh, that'll. You,
2: we'll... you, you, the spaghetti wants to have to just be something like the sausage monster, wouldn't it? that? Like,
3: no, we could just call him the spaghetti monster and put him in, like, a mask and just be one of those really bad ones that I remember when I was <laughs> in high school. <laughs> it sound really bad, but there was this one porno that was going around. This is back in the day before iPhones when I were in high school where you had to send around your filth on uh, Bluetooth on, like, Samsung D900i's. eyes what we used to have, like, the little flippy phones and that. That feels like
2: just last week for me, mate.
3: <laughs> Sitting sit with a Bluetooth three-minute-long porno that you'd... It'd send an hour to send via Bluetooth and infrared in like the back of a class, and you put your phones together and put them on floor so that it'd send. There's this one where everyone was dressed up as Smurfs, painted blue, <laughs> um, and um, essentially when things got warm and sweaty as they usually do in porn, all the paint started running, so it just got really gross, and uh, there was like just essentially around the areas in which were in play if you were the became unpainted very quickly um so yeah uh, if you search smurf porn on google you'll probably be able to see that uh, but yeah do you mind if i tweet out the link to smurf porn
2: uh, uh no i don't mind that's we, fine we've
3: we've probably done worse haven't we
2: we definitely have but anyway, it might that's... get escaped on twitter but yeah <laughs> fuck it stop listening now probably first